Hey everyone, welcome to the Modern Heathen Man. Today is going to be a really cool episode. Um, my wife and I are going to argue about whether or not. We're going to argue? Yeah, whether or not we should have a patron god or not. Whatever. Um, I come from one school, she comes from another. So we're going to go through that today, discuss whether or not we should have one patron god, if we should have many patron gods, if we should even just focus on one god or not, or have a house god, or a specific house whatever, or a venerated specific ancestor, anything like that. So grab yourself a cup. Make sure you don't throw it at somebody else that you're going to be arguing with. Yep. Grab yourself some meat. Grab yourself some cider. Grab something that will help you calm down so you don't get so mad at the other person. Uh, I think I might go out of this one if you keep it up. And join us for Modern Heathen Man. When we come back, we'll discuss whether or not we're supposed to have a patron god or not. And I'll see you when we do that. So wish me luck, guys. Bye-bye. Wish you luck? Really? Yeah. Joking. Come on. Hey guys, this is Joe at Modern Heathen Man. How are you all today? Hoping you're having a good and uh, great day. Anyway, I wanted to tell you guys about this YouTube channel that I found called Midgard Musings. It's by a man named Jesse and it is incredible. He has new videos uploaded on the channel every Sunday night and he has a live Facebook stream every Sunday at 7 p.m. Um, Central Standard Time. Midgard Musings' goal is to help build heathen communities around the world with educational content and laid-back fun manner. He values the historical aspect of this path and uses it to help us grow and develop as heathens in modern times. So if you've been a heathen for a while or just brand new to it, definitely check it out. It's something worthwhile. If you'd like to support Midgard Musings by subscribing to youtube.com forward slash Midgard Musings, following on Facebook and purchasing merchandise from the Teespring and Redbubble stores. Redbubble, say that three times. All of which can be found on the YouTube channel video description. Midgard Musing also offers handmade driftwood rune sets for sale, and the purchase of these items help support the channel. Just to touch base on that a little bit, I actually own one of those rune sets. They are incredibly nice, good feel, wonderful stuff, good power within them. I'm telling you, worthwhile checking out. So please head on over to Midgard Musings, like and subscribe to the channel, and follow on Facebook and on YouTube at facebook.com slash midgardmusings and youtube.com slash midgardmusings. M-I-D-G-A-R-D-M-U-S-I-N-G-S. We'll find you that Midgard Musings. Thanks, guys, and have a great day. Okay, everyone, we are back. I want to thank you for joining us today for Modern Heathen Man. Today we're going to be discussing whether or not we should have a patron god, one specific god that we venerate continually, either in our home, in our yard, wherever, or one specific god that we hold true to more than the other ones. So I'm going to start this discussion by introducing my wife, Kelly. Hi, everybody. And Kelly believes we should. 
I, I don't believe that everybody should. I believe that I have mine that picked me. But I don't know that everybody has one. Well, whether or not they have one, should they have one? I think it's all up to the gods. Mm. So you think that the gods would be favorable of you venerating one of them over the other? Well, if they pick you to be... If they pick you, yes. Okay. All right. So that's what you're saying? Yeah. So I'm going to add a caveat to this. And the caveat is this. that You know, we as modern heathens, we have quite a few gods to pick from. And the idea of having one specific god that appeals to us or appeals to ourselves, is more like us, is more friendly toward us or anything like that, is more of a Christian construct in the sense that, we pick our most favored. We pick the things that they do that we like, and we say that we're going to venerate that one because that's the one that we really um, are akin to. I personally do not believe in venerating only one specific god. Now, I will add this to that, is that on the specific day of that god, like on Thor's dogger or on Odin's dogger or on Frey's dogger, those gods are set aside for that specific day. We didn't do that. The ancestors did. And that day is set aside for that God. And that's the God that we honor on that day, along with all the other gods. But we specifically have that day in remembrance of that God. So with that said, I'm going to put it out there like this. Let's pick Forseti. Okay. Well, what is Forseti the goddess of? Or God of? Is the okay. The God of justice. Okay. okay. And if we believe that we are more akin to Hemdal, okay? okay? Now, as we're going through life, we do all this veneration for Hemdal. We set up our altar to Hemdal. We do all these things to Hemdal, and we venerate him continually. If we would happen to get a speeding ticket and have to go to court, would Forseti even want to attend us? That's a good question. Right. Now, personally, you know, if we give the gods the human attributes like we're supposed to, and we have those gods, and we understand that they are human just like us in the sense that they have the same demeanors, same, you know, spirit, same ideals, same, you know, anger and everything else, then we have to look at it. And how would we feel if one person was, let's say in our friend group, if we have one person that is more doted upon than all the others as friends and when your friend then came to you for something that you could do for them what would you do for them if they continued to ignore you and only doted on that other friend well i don't think i would do as much for them so in that you answered the question that i have is when we have a specific patron god the other ones see that we're not venerating them in any way shape or form and they have every right to be upset about that, but am I correct? that's not how I do things. That's not what happened with me. Right. So I don't venerate Frigga solely because she's my patron goddess. I honor all the gods. It's just she's the one that I have a closer connection with. And, right. you know, I don't venerate her much more than I venerate the other gods. And she actually came to me. Okay, so, so then maybe like, maybe she's not your patron god. Maybe it's the god that took favor on you right then well, for that and that's moment. I think. No, well, no, because she talks to me consistently. It's okay. not like a once and done thing. It's she's the one that I connect with on many levels, not just one. Right. So 
I feel a close connection with her because she can't read. She can't read. Okay. And it was a really profound thing when she came to me, and she still comes to me like that. Like she'll still give me that inspiration more than some of the other gods when I ask them. But I still ask the other gods, and I still talk to the other gods, you know, almost as much as I talk to her. And I will say also in every one of our rituals, we can't just name every single god. That would take a really long time for us to do, um, or every single creature in the nine realms. That would take for us a long time to do. But we can venerate them and what they do throughout our days and throughout our time. Um, what I do specifically is I venerate gods based on the season that it is. Like we're coming into... Um, definite harvest time right now so you know remembering all those gods that have to do with the harvest and harvest time and the things that they put into that time frame because right now is when they're working i want to show that i see their work happening that i see the wonderments of their work and then any god that would have helped for that to happen along the way like suni and mani i want to go ahead and i want to make sure that i go ahead and venerate them as well and things that i'm doing so that i don't not see what they've done to contribute to the benefit that I'm breaking part of. Right, and I do that as well. Right. It's just that I have this, this one person that I have a little bit more of a connection with when it comes to Right, I apologize, my phone's ringing. I don't believe in having, I mean, I have connections with the gods specifically, but I don't believe in um, showing favor to one god over another at all. I don't believe that we should be doing that. I don't believe that we as um, people should be able to go ahead and just show veneration to one as opposed to the other ones. So with that said, I will be right back and talk a little bit more about that in a moment. I want to thank you and see you in a bit. Joe here from the Modern Heathen Man. How are you guys tonight? I hope I'm meeting you well. Anyway, I wanted to tell you guys, while I'm out traveling, it's not always feasible to carry my whole big altar box with me. So sometimes I like a little something in my pocket. And I found a great place to get that from. That's Odin's Beard Woodworking. Great little place out there. It makes small little pocket altars for you with candles and um, gods and everything in them, little sayings and such wonderful work that this man does carves everything by hand he has a couple things going on here he has little pocket altars that i'm talking about for 25 dollars he has small d poles of five to six inches for 40 dollars seven to eight inches for 45 9 to 10 for 50 and 11 to 12 for 60. he has 26 different deities to choose from and more coming every day your choices right now are odin thor Tyr, loki freyr Balder, Braggy, Hemdal, Njord, Fenrir, Ullr, Vidar, Hermod, Hel, Freya, Ostri, Skadi, Sif, Er, Frigg, Var, Thrud, Idun, Sigun, Ran, and Njord. That's a lot of different gods to choose from. So you can meet anybody's needs. Tell them what you want. You can go ahead and find him at www.odins.com 
beardwoodworking.com. He also has a Facebook page, and I know he does some stuff live every once in a while that you can actually watch him carve those things. Anyway, give him a good uh, look-see there and see if he has something that you can use. I guarantee his little pocket ultras will come in handy for you. So anyway, thanks guys. Have a great night. Bye-bye. Welcome back everyone. I'm sorry about that. My wife had to take a phone call. Anyway, with that said, as I was saying, we venerate based on the time frame of the season, what's going on, what's happening around us. Um, we venerate based on what we need as well. I mean, a lot of times um, we'll venerate air because something is happening around us that air needs to be venerated for, and we need them to take notice of the things that are going on. Um, Frigga, definitely too, especially when there's like a new baby or a mother in need. Um, so we venerate based on needs, but not specifically on needs. We want to make sure we remember them when we don't just need them, that we remember them when they may need us. We forget sometimes that our gods are not the Christian gods, that they don't have um, omniscientness or omnipresentness. We forget sometimes that they are more human-like than the Christian God is. Um, we've grown up so much in this world of Christianity that the idea of a God has been skewed by um, what the Christian God is or is believed to be. So a lot with all that said, we have to stop looking at it in that aspect and start looking at it in the heathen or satru aspect of what a God is. Right, and one of, one of my favorite goddesses that, that I've really been kind of working with lately is Alafen. And she's kind of, she's an interesting goddess because she's the goddess of forbidden love. She's the goddess, and a lot of um, LGBTQ people, I don't know all the acronyms I know because I keep changing, but that community has taken her on as their goddess because she's the goddess of forbidden love, of unconventional love. And she's also the goddess of, of games and gambling and, and play and fun and, and just that recreational thing. And that, to me, that's an interesting aspect of it. That, you know, most other pantheons that I've seen don't have a goddess or a god dedicated to just having fun. Right. And as I said before, many, many times, you know, the first thing I was taught about Satru is this is a religion for learned people or a religion of learning consistently. Right. Um, we have to learn what our gods do, what they overshadow and how we can get that in our life by venerating them. And I keep saying venerating. I don't want to say the word worshiping because worship is bowing down before the God and the God is greater than you in our relationship. We don't worship our gods. We venerate our gods. We show them that we know that they're there. And in so doing, they show us favor. They have more supernatural power than we do. And they can cause things to happen that we cannot. So we don't truly worship them in the sense that worship is given in the modern day worship ideal. We venerate them and we show reverence to them through doing things that would make them take notice of us here. To be honest with you, the gods can care less of what we do here on the earth. They have their own troubles, as is evident through the stories. 
Um, so they have to deal with themselves and they have to deal with all the things going on there, let alone the things going on here in this world. You know, life was a gift that they gave us and we should use it wisely and do things for ourselves just like they expect us to do. With that said, no God really takes notice of humans in all honesty unless you venerate them. And if you're venerating one God specifically, as I said before, what keeps the other gods when you need them and you begin to venerate for them to say, oh, well, they're just doing that because they need me now and that's just what they want and I don't have to give them what they want because I've been sitting here for years waiting for them to show me some semblance of knowledge and they just refuse to. So I'm going to refuse them while they cry out and ask me for what they need. Well, I, I, you know, it, I think getting visited by the gods is something that, you know, for, brings you to certain gods. I think that's right. one of, you know, I always say that Frigga is my matron goddess because she's the one who spoke to me first. She's the one who continues to speak to me louder than any of the other gods. And I hear them. I, I talk to them. They visit me. But she's the one that comes to me more often than anybody else. So that's what I consider, that's why I consider her my matron goddess. I don't necessarily just speak to her. I speak to Thor and Odin and Freyr and all the other ones. You know, Ayer is one of the ones I talk to most because as a kindred mother and as being that mother figure, Ayer I work with a lot because she's the one who helps grant health and um, uh, healing and, and that kind of thing to our kindred members. So I talked to her quite a bit as well. Yeah, we need to remember consistently that we have to know, I don't want to say the job, but the realm of each god, what, what each god does or goddess does so that we can benefit ourselves and the gods for that. If we praise Iduna for having her apples, we're really praising all the gods because without Iduna's apples, they'd be old and die. Iduna brings the apples to all the gods, and she does some other things. But if we praise her for bringing the apples to the gods and we put stuff out in libations for her, she'd be ecstatic, which would mean that she then would be happier bringing her apples to the gods, knowing that we know that she does that, keeping all the gods alive. And in so doing, we smallly venerate the other gods. I mean, really minimally, but in essence, we do. I mean, that's just the bottom line. And you know, if we venerate some other people for doing other things, like Hemdall for protecting and, you know, the Bifrost Bridge, you know, so even that venerates some other gods because he protects everyone and we see what he does to protect everyone. So we need to learn basically what the gods do and what their realm is and build upon that and venerate from that. We also need to know what the gods like. I mean, you know, like uh, Freya and her golden cups. She really likes gold and she likes shiny things, you know, and things like that. But the benefit for us is if Freya wants a gold cup on the altar of mine, I can say to Freya, I need help getting that gold cup because gold's a commodity that's not really easy to get today. You know, well, she settled for a brass cup that's shiny or it doesn't have to be gold. And if it's gold, ask her for help because that's the difference between our gods and the Christian gods is that if our gods expect something of us, we have the right to ask them for them to provide the need for that. Right. So. Yeah, I think that's really important. I, like, you know, I always, I don't I, I think that's really 
uh, admirable quality in our God, but we can do that in, as, a talk, as a conversation. It's not one side a demand, or right. it's, it's, it's a conversation, and almost a haggle sometimes between mm-hmm. the two. So, um, whether, you know, I, I told the story quite a bit, but when Freya first talked to me, I was actually at work. I wasn't even thinking about religion or anything. I was washing my hands and doing the things I was supposed to do and doing little mindless tasks at work. And she comes to me and she says, you don't know who I am yet, but you will soon. You'll figure out who I am. But I'm talking to you and I need you to do something for me. And it's something that's going to be hard for you to do, but I need you to do it for me. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, well, it doesn't sound hard, but it will be. She's like, okay. She's like, she wants me to get a tattoo. I said, okay, I've been looking at getting a tattoo anyway. And And she's like, well, it has to be behind your ear. It has to be in this place. Well, okay, that's that's fine. I, I, I want to get a B. She's like, no, you can't have a B. It has to be an L. Well, no, I want a B. No, it has to be an L. No, it has to be an E. And we, we argued back and forth for about 10 minutes until she yelled at me like a child, like a mother would yell at a child. No, you have to do it my way. And you have to have an L. And I do have an L in my right ear now. But it was having to be done by a certain person and having to be done by a certain date. And it was a, a list of rules, but we haggled back and forth, deciding, you know, trying to come to some common ground. And of course, you won. That's what a mother does. So we'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more about meditation, um, the gods visiting you, and where do you go from here in your own walk. So when we come back, we'll talk about that. Give us a moment. Joe here from the Modern Heathen Man. I was looking for some new stuff for my beard, and I was looking around, and I wanted something my wife would like as well. I was looking for a good product that didn't leave my beard feeling greasy, that nourished it and kept it moist, and had a good scent to it as well. Um, So in discussing with my wife, we tried a few different things, and I found this wonderful heathen place called Beast Curiosities. Now, they don't just offer beard oil. They have quite a few different products available through them. Um, You definitely want to go ahead and check them out at beastcuriosities.com. But I specifically tried the beard oil. Um, I tried Hell's Respite. I tried Tears Loyalty. And I tried, give me one second, Yord's Wilderness. All of these were really great beard oils. They all had wonderful scents that lasted a long time and would stay with me throughout the whole day. They nourished my beard and kept it good. And they also made it that it felt nice and was good to smell. And other people around me liked it quite a bit. So when you actually get in their oils, they tried really hard to produce an oil that does what it says it's going to do while nourishing your beard as well. They tried a few products till they got the great one together and they call it their magical beard oil. I will tell you, it is magical. It smells great. Even after going to the pool with my wife for about three hours, my beard still smelled great and felt great. So with that said, I'm gonna tell you to go ahead and check them out. Again, they're not only beard oil, but Beast Curiosity is a place you wanna go. 
BeastCuriosities.com. You can also email him and check out his products at Beast at BeastCuriosities.com. They have a Twitter account at BS Curiosities, and you can also find them on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Beast Curiosities. You definitely want to go out and get some of this if you have a beard. It is a wonderful product, something great to use. My wife and her friends all love this product quite a bit. So go ahead and get it if you get a chance, guys. It's a wonderful product. Thank you, guys, and have a great day. Okay, everyone, we are back, and I want to thank you again for joining us, as always. So let's talk a little bit about meditation. I've talked before about meditation, about finding yourself a quiet place, finding yourself a, maybe a place in nature or something like that, just tween the world out and focusing on your question or the question you have for the day and seeing where you can get your answers from. Sometimes in meditation, we have to focus on a god or a goddess that we want and really focus on them visiting you and bringing you the answers you need from them. Um, this is where, you know, really um, your meditation comes into play and in being uh, heathen, not just receiving answers for life's questions, but receiving direct answers from the gods or goddesses. If we choose to only venerate one god or goddess, other gods and goddesses may not give us the answers that we need to walk down the path that we're on. As I've talked many times, our path is is squiggly. It's it's before us. Some people join us. Some people fall away. Sometimes we're alone, and in that alone time is when we most need the gods to help us through. Um, we should be able to venerate to them and see what is ahead of us, um, which path we want to take. And even down to rune casting is done by you know, the gods and goddesses that are available to help us. If we don't have that help, we're not going to get it by venerating only one god. We need to venerate each and every one of them. We need to remember each and every one of the gods and our things that we do. And it may be as small as just saying, you know, I want to thank the gods for being with me. I want to thank the gods for this. Instead of just saying, you know, oh, I need Odin's wisdom to make it through my day. I need the power of the gods to make it through my day because my day isn't just built on wisdom. My day isn't just built on farming. My day isn't just built on justice. My day isn't just built on legalities. There's all those pieces within my day. I need all the gods to be with me today. And in doing that, you venerate them all. You don't have to say their names all individually unless you feel it necessary to do so. But in knowing that you need them all to make it through your whole day, that venerates them, doing things to appease them, having images of them around, um, making carvings of them um, on your desk or on your personal space. I, I, think, it, I think it's not just images of them, but images that represent them. Yeah, images that represent them. Because yeah. um, I have on my altar moons and butterflies and skulls right. and cats and things like that. Those all represent some form of goddess to me, or right. God to me. And it can mean different clouds and goddesses to me, or to them. It can mean different representations to different people to them as well. And for those of you that are in the closet yet and not really out telling everybody that you're a heathen or a satru, you can wear these symbols under your clothing. I mean, you can make little henna marks, you know, for tear on tears day under your clothing where nobody's going to see it anyway. You can wear your Thor's hammer under your clothing where no one's going to see it anyway. 
You can wear different signs and symbols on your arms and stuff where no one's going to see it. One of the things I've seen done in many pagan people is writing runes or sigils on your body and perfume or oils, things that won't show up, but you'll know that they're there, but no one right. else can see them. Yep. Um, putting them, like, on your on your garments or something, you know, so like something in your underground, or the seams of your clothing, putting mm-hmm. them on your cell phone, like, if you're on your cell phone, like, putting a piece of paper with what you want, like your prayer or something, between your phone and your phone case. All of these things are hidden to somebody but you. Right. But they all bring honor to the gods because you're remembering them throughout the day. Um, I keep talking about my friend at... Um, Odin's Beard Woodworking. He makes these wonderful little altars that fit in your pocket. No one would even know it's there. It's a small little altar with a god in it and a little prayer or saying to that god. It would be really good to have one in your pocket, you know, through the day if, you know, you have one thing going on. Excuse me. Sorry. Or one specific thing going on that you know is going on. You'll be able to go ahead and pull that out of your pocket or even just feel it in your pocket. People think it's just a little tin of mints. They won't even know what it is. Right. So I had something similar to that a few years ago that I bought off of eBay. Um, it was made by a pagan artist. It was a, it was more of a Wiccan um, yeah, an altar. altar box. It was an altar in a little tiny jewelry box, and there was a feather in there. There was a representation of the god, the goddess, a tiny little alchemy that was made out of a sandwich skewer, um, a little tiny little shadow that you could fill out. A tiny little piece of incense, a little birthday candle, I think, was in there. So you mm-hmm. had your and a little a little cup for water or um, any kind of liquid offering. But you had everything you needed to represent the four elements and then the god and goddess, and you could put it out somewhere on a table or something, put it back away very quickly. Within 30 seconds, you had it all put away. So nobody would really know what you were doing. Right. So, I mean, we give you a number of things that will keep these little mementos throughout our day to remember the gods. I mean, even little popsicle sticks that you can get at Walmart, you can carve in little um, runes into them and just stick in your pocket and have it in your pocket all day and you can feel them. Yeah, we've done that for our kids. So there's a number of different things you can do to venerate the gods on a daily basis. But the big thing is just that you do do that. I mean, we, we sometimes forget how to venerate the gods or our days get so so hectic that we forget to do things for the gods in those days. And really we're doing it for ourselves. I mean, if we look at it this way, the more we do for the gods, the more we do for ourselves, because when we call upon them, they're going to know who we are because they remember our veneration to them. So that's the way I look at it. Meditation. Again, you want to definitely meditate on some of the gods. Sometimes meditate on Asgard, meditate on what you need. Let them tell you what you need to know. Yeah, we sometimes I mean, focus. Yeah, thing. yeah. You know, when when Frigga came into my life, I didn't know I was going to meet her. I really didn't know. And um, what was about two weeks later, uh-huh. the woman I considered my mother figure more than my own mother passed away suddenly. Right. And this was her call to say, "It's time for you to step up and be the mother figure for others." Right. And for me, that you know, I just. It just all fell into place. This was who I needed. This is who I work with closest. But that doesn't mean I disassociate with any of the other gods. The gods see the path a lot clearer than we do. And they know what's ahead. They've been there. They've they've been that place. So we need to make sure that we understand that sometimes they're telling us what we need to know before we need 
before we know we need to know it. Right. So, yeah. And a lot of our Cuban members get visits from the glands like that. And it's funny because um, we had all been talking about this one day that all the women in our kindred have somehow been visited by Odin in their dreams at night. Right. And I'm the only one who hasn't. Right. But then we all look at it and go, well, wait a minute. If, you, if you're associated with Frigga, He's not going to come to you. Yeah, because you're going to tell Frigga. Make his wife angry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, I want coming to them and giving them wisdom of some sort, giving them knowledge. knowledge of some sort. He doesn't have to come to me because he can come to me through his wife. Right. We Very call it cool. right. We call it the download. We joke around about yeah, the download. You know, have you got a download wow. this week? You know, or have you got a download, you know, for this or that other thing? And, you know, we joke about it, but honestly, what it is, is the gods telling you what you need to hear and giving you the necessary information to move forward. Right. And that's what we call the download. So uh, take your time. Definitely meditate on the gods. Honestly, when you get that download, it's overwhelming. It will, it will feel like a punch to the gut. <laughs> It'll feel like somebody is tapping your brain and drain you and punch you in the gut. And you'll, be, you'll be like, what just happened? Right. So it's entirely up to you if you have a patron god that you focus on. For me, in my path, I don't believe we should have one. I don't believe, you know, based on the information I've just given, you know, what goes on, that they would be happy with that. I mean, but some people believe in a patron god and... That's okay, too. I mean, if you want to do it that way, you do it that way, and I wish you the best, in all honesty. But for me, in my path, I've learned that I want to honor the gods, all the gods, as much as I can. I want to venerate them as much as I can, and not just focus on one specific god and limit what could be going on in my life or limit what needs to happen within my life for me. I want to be able to go ahead and push through and get everything that's supposed to be here for me by venerating all the gods and enjoying the time that I'm here. So with that said, you have anything to add, Kelly? So I hope this was informative for you. I hope we've helped you along. I hope that we touched on the things that you needed to hear. So I want to hail you today for taking the time to listen. And I want to hail the gods for being here with us today and helping us say what we need to say. And with that said, I will talk to you all later. Have a great day. Bye-bye.